0: You're listening to the fastest revival talk radio show, The Voice of Revival, starts now. Welcome to The Voice of Revival, bringing you dynamic insights on revival for today's generation, discussing biblical truths and how they relate to the church, prophecy, and current events. We are Watchmen Sounding the Alarm. Broadcasting revival for the church, awakening for the nations, and restoration for the world. Welcome to the VOR radio broadcast. Isaac Gabriel here, Isaac with the VOR radio show. We have been embarking on a journey, a journey to eschatology, the study of the last days. As we have been diving deep into the study, the understanding of the fall feast of the Lord. Within this Fall Feast, we're finding now how it's connected to the end-time Bible prophecies that have yet to be fulfilled. So far, we've spoken on the Feast of Trumpets, which points to the return of Christ. We've spoken on the Day of Atonement, which is when Jesus shed His blood. He became the blood atonement. He became the covering. It's a day of judgment, of reconciliation, of turning to God. Because it's the day of the Lord, the day of His return. Then we go into today's teaching on the Feast of Tabernacles. Starting this week begins the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles is going to be discussed here on this program. If you want to catch up to where we are right now, go to thevor.net. Let me tell you some of the programs that are already available. I think in the month of September, I think we did over 20 something programs. We are on a, an acceleration. There was a blog that I did talking about that sub, m- month of September was an acceleration time for the VOR. These are the programs that we have covered so far on the Feast of the Lord. We did Trumpets, Prophecy, and the King's Return, talking about the Feast of Trumpets. We've done the Sound of Shofar's preparation. And the second coming as we talk about the day of atonement, the fall Feast, the open door and the last days. The trumpets are upon the church. Understanding the fall feasts, the 10 days of awe, and the day of atonement and understanding the fall feasts, the shadow of things to come. Plus, we just did another program talking about the day of the Lord, how it connects to Yom Kippur and what it's going to look like today. We are on the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles is the last feast. Number seven It is the last feast on God's appointed time, God's calendar. These are feasts that are found in Leviticus chapter 23. Some of these feasts, God intended them to become statues or remembrances or memorials to do them, to practice them and to observe them because they were shadow types of what's coming. In the future. I believe that one day. We're going to do a complete mega course. On Bible prophecy. In time Bible prophecy. And how it connects to revival. And the the great awakening. You're going to understand it. And you're going to understand. Why there's such a move. And urge into the harvest right now. Because the watchmen. Are sounding an alarm. And saying get ready. Many are going to receive. There's going to be two sounds. There's going to be a sound of those who hear the undistinct clarion call. It's like a a pomp and celebration of this Antichrist who's coming. And then there'll be the watchmen who are sounding the clarion call. The, The alarm is going off. I don't know about you, but I've been sensing the alarms going off in my spirit about what's coming. So there's some stuff that we need to understand that there was a greater glory coming. There is a greater anointing coming. We're going to have understand what does this all have to do with revival? Well, the end times is going to have a great outpouring. Joel chapter 2 says in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy. They're going to prophesy at the end. This is the latter glory or the latter rain. And this is before the coming of the great day of the Lord. So before the great day of the Lord, there's going to be a great end time revival outpouring. So we're getting ready for that. So let's jump into the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles begins five days after the Day of Atonement. After the five days of, after the Day of Covering, the Day of Judgment, Yom Kippur, it's the time of where the fall feast the fall harvest had just been completed and it was a time of joyous celebration the feast is it's also called the feast of ingathering because it's at the end of the harvest season and and there's also connected to the feast of booths Sukkah. Sukkah is the feast of booths i talked about that in a in a program that i that was the overview of the Fall Feast. It's just a short introduction program that shares all about the feast from the time of the trumpets all the way to the Feast of Tabernacles. But today we're going to cover the Feast of Tabernacles pretty much in depth here. It's called the end gathering as well of the harvest when God blessed the people for what they had reaped and sown for that year. The fruit of the land had been reaped and so the people could rest from their harvest labors. It's also a time known as Jubilee, a time of celebration and rejoicing. In fact, it was such a joyous occasion. The joy of the Lord would be so contagious and so strong that it was said that rabbis and scribes would do cartwheels and stand on their head because of the joy that the feast brought. I believe that's during the time when Jesus came in and they were having a joyous celebration. It was the Feast of Tabernacles. It was the last of the seven feasts. It completed the religious season. The number seven represents completion. It represented the finished work of God in both this present and the age in which we are now and the one to come. Leviticus chapter 23. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 23 so we can look and see what this is all about. Remember, we talked about they are the Moedim. They are the appointed times of God. Holy convocations. These are his feasts. Look at this. The, the Feast of Tabernacles. Here it is. Then the Lord said to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, On the 15th day of this seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days. So it's a seven day celebration. What is also seven day celebration? The wedding the wedding when they would in in Jewish tradition and Jewish celebration, the wedding would last seven days. Whew. we'll come back to that. On the first day, there will be a holy convocation. In other words, a holy memorial, a holy celebration, a holy remembrance. You shall do no con- con- customary work on it for seven days. You shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord on the eighth day. You shall have a holy convocation, and you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. It is a sacred assembly, and you shall do no customary work on it. These are the feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, to to offer an offering made by fire to the Lord, a burn offering, and a grain offering, a sacrifice, drink offerings, and everything on its day, besides the Sabbath of the Lord, besides your gifts, besides all your vows, besides all your will-free offerings which you give to the Lord. Also, on the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruit of the land, you shall keep the feast of the Lord for seven days. On the first day there shall be a Sabbath rest, and on the eighth day a Sabbath rest. And you shall take for yourself on the first day the fruit of beautiful trees, branches of palm trees, the boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You shall keep it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seven month. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All who are native Israelites shall dwell in booths, that your generations may know that I made children of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Verse 44, so Moses declared to the children of Israel the feasts of the Lord. What are booths? Booths are tents. These are temporary dwelling places. Zechariah 14.9 also talks about the feasts. Let's go to Zechariah. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth in that day it shall be. The Lord is one, his name one. Here is the time where the Feast of the Tabernacles will be celebrated in the millennial reign. Look what it says. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of the nations which come against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And it shall be that whichever of the families of the earth do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, on them there will be no rain. And if the family of Egypt will not come up and enter in, they shall have no rain. And they shall receive the plague from which the Lord strikes the nations who do not come up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. This be the punishment of of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations that do not come up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Look what it says in verse 20. In that day, holiness to the Lord shall be engraved on the bells of the horses. The pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bows before the altar. Yes, every pot in Jerusalem and every and, and Judah shall be holiness to the Lord of hosts. Everyone who sacrifices shall come, take them and cook in them. And then that day there shall not longer be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts. Okay, we'll stop. Let's go. we're gonna cut it right there at verse 19. We talked about the Feast of the Trumpets, coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the announcement of the kingdom of God, Yom Kippur, the day of covering the atonement. The blood must be shed in the future. And when the one church will come to the Messiah, and then we enter into a time of celebration of joy called Feast of Tabernacles. In the Feast of Tabernacles, it took place in the fall. The fall feast, thank the Lord To thank the Lord for his provision for the fall harvest, looking forward for the coming rains for the next harvest, which was spring and summer. And it says in that in Leviticus that they're going to live in booths for seven days, live in booths or tents to remind them when God provided for them in the wilderness in Israel. It's like living in tents, building booths that are temporary without a roof. So that when they look up and see the stars, they will remember God's goodness and faithfulness. They would do this for the time of the feast. They would go out and stay in the booths for seven days. This is a reminder that the Lord took care of the children of Israel in the wilderness. This is where it says that God will tabernacle with them. There's coming a time in the future, God will tabernacle with them. Revelation chapter 21, verse three says, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself would be with them and be their God. Revelation 21, verse 3. So seven days, this is going to be the celebration, which is symbolic of sukkah, the celebration of a wedding, the supper, the wedding supper of the Lamb. Right as we enter into this time of the millennial reign, God will tabernacle with us when he dwells with us. God is the center. Where is it going to happen? In Jerusalem, the center where all is going to take place. That's why Jerusalem has always been the center, the epicenter of all of the things that take place, Bible prophecy. So, Sukkah, when you understand this holy day, it's not just a holy day, but God's holy day, the Father God's appointed day. We have a covenant through God the Father, through Jesus Christ the Atonement, There is no longer any separation. In other words, the house that's been divided is going to come together. Like I said, I'll talk about that later on. Matthew 13, 52. Matthew 13, 52. Then he said to them, therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder. Who brings out his treasure, things new and old. Matthew 13 is talking about the kingdom of God. When we understand the kingdom of God, it's going to we're going to understand how they connect to the feasts of the Lord and this feast of tabernacles. Every scribe or disciple teacher of mine of mine, New Testament, from the rich treasures that are in the holy feasts of God. We're going to understand. And we're going to unveil this. How much richness is understanding these feasts? Don't forget the Feast of Tabernacles is all about this. Jesus, God is saying, don't forget, I am your God and I will provide for you. Even in the midst of trials, even in the midst of tribulation, even in the midst of everything being stripped from you. As long as you have me, you have everything. This is the time. That if we lose everything, like the children of Israel seem like they lost for 40 years, but God provided for them. The point of tabernacles, the point of the Feast of Tabernacles is so we can trust God to provide for us. If there comes a time when everything is removed from us, and that's not something that we want to hear, but understand, we're so used to a good life, nice houses. Nice cars, good jobs, careers, entertainment, just pleasures of life. But what if we enter a time when all of that is gone? I think the Feast of Tabernacles also prepares the people to understand that the Messiah is the one who's on control. This is the kingdom taking over. This is the kingdom coming in. This is the kingdom. Understand it. I remember a time when the Lord spoke through a prophetess that I was going to write books. And for, and forgive me, Lord, <laughs> I haven't finished them. I did finish the first book. It's called Pearson Faith Into Your Soul. It never really hit the press. It only had a a, a, a mock-up, and the mock-up was bad. <laughs> so I turned it into an e-book, which is available. We're, we're going to make that available. But the Lord has been pressing me to get these books done, and I just haven't done it. I just, I don't know. It's just been, I think sometimes that the podcasts and the videos take a lot of time. But the Lord said, first finish the books. That is where this revelation is going to unfold when you put it all down on writing. So I got to get it done. But I did write this one. It's called Piercing Faith into Your Soul. Enduring Faith. When all that you have has been removed and you are left with God only, will you be able to stand in the last days when everything is stripped away and you just trust in the Lord? Most people trust in their own provision, in their own taking, in their own jobs, in their own money, in their own possessions. But what if there there comes a time we come into a time of famine, a time of drought, a time of want, a time of lack? And we're going to have to trust God that he's going to take care of us. Will we be willing to allow him to take care of us? This is what the Feast of Tabernacles helps us understand. I remember this happening through the pandemic. So many were stripped of everything they had and everything came to a stall. Everything came to a halt. And I remember those around us wondering, how are they going to survive? Do you remember that? So many reached out to the government to give them a stimulus check. And to this day, I'm not kidding you. This is the truth. Me and my wife have never received one. It was during that time that God provided for me and my wife in a tremendous way like never before. We never ran out. We never ran out of food. We never ran out of provisions. We had enough for everybody that was with us. In fact, we had other people that were staying with us during this time, and there was enough food and enough. And this came to a time of pitching in a time of everybody coming together and working this d- thing out. We had uh we were taking care of a a young man and he was a part of our household and God provided food. He provided provision. He provided money. In the time when everything was shut down, God even opened opportunities for work for me to do work. That was through media and through ministry and through and and taking care of people's needs and just making a way where there is no way. God took care of us in the midst of, of a pandemic, in the midst of a crisis. Do you not believe that God will do it again, but in a greater measure? I believe that the things of the world have taken away from allowing God to be our provision and our source. And we must come to that point that God is going to provide for us in this time. This is what the Feast of Tabernacles is pointing to. That's why it's a time of celebration, a time of joy that no longer are we bound by the system of the world, but the kingdom of God is our provision. The king is everywhere. The king is taking care of his children. The king is providing for his citizens. The king is. This is the millennial reign of Christ. It's coming. There's a thousand year reign. This is what the Feast of Trumpets points us to. The coming of the kingdom of God upon the earth. Wow. Are you getting this? Are you understanding this? The Feast of Tabernacles is a time when we reflect on the coming kingdom of God. I'm going to say this that the the message of the kingdom is returning back to the church. There's going to be preachers and pastors and leaders who will begin to teach the kingdom of God. Why? Because we need to know how to operate, how this kingdom works, so we'll know how to get the things ready for our king. We're not used to kingdom mentality. We're not used to being under kingdom. Because in America, we're used to democracy that is, That's by the people and for the people. Now it's shifting. We're moving from democracy. We're moving to theocracy. We're moving to the kingdom of God where there is one king. There is one order. This is what's happening. That's why the system of the world, the world system that we're a part of, is starting to crumble. It's starting to fall apart. And we have to flee from the world system and get ready to go into kingdom living kingdom system this is why the spirit of god in prophecy and the anointing of the watchman is rising up to prepare the people for the last days they know what's coming they have heard from the lord and they're going to start reporting it they're going to start sharing it they're start they're going to start preparing the bride the bride is not ready and the lord says get the bride ready get the church ready i am coming i am coming soon This is why the four feasts help us to understand Jesus is coming and he's coming in great power and great glory and his reign shall be forever and forever. I'm going to do a program later called uh, Joy in the Hard Times. There's coming a time and it could be soon that there's going to be a time of great distress and that we're going to have to depend upon the Lord for our provision. I'm going to take you to the Exodus when God brought the 10 plagues on the children of Israel, but they were under God's protection. We're going to be under God's protection. When we allow him to be our provision, we allow him to be our, to tabernacle with him, to dwell with him, to let him be our everything. That's what the Feast of Tabernacles points to. And it's funny that the, the Jews celebrate this not knowing (laughs) that it's all about the millennial reign of God. They're celebrating the Messiah without even knowing it, but there's coming a time when their eyes are going to be open. That is why they celebrate because the King has come and is reigning forever and forever. I'm going to stop here as we will come back with part two, because just like I did in the program before, I think we did so much on the day of a the, the day of judgment, the day of the Lord. I just wanted to get it through. I mean it was just on a, on a pace there, but I want to take this one slower because right now we're in the Feast of Tabernacles, and it's good to know what it's all about. I pray that you're getting an understanding and I pray that in the days to come that you would lean to the Lord. What if and that is why the Lord is propelling me to do this to tell the people there's more there's some crisis coming and we need to prepare for it and if we are to lose the things that we have will we trust the lord will we hold on to the lord will we give us joy in the midst of hard times and trials and tribulation let's prepare for that so let's pray father god i come before you in the name of jesus christ our lord and savior yeshua mashiach i thank you for Helping us to understand the feast of the Lord, for understanding the end times, for understanding the days that we're living in, to understand the provisions. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you're giving us revelation. You're unveiling. This is the apocalypse. You're revealing to us what has been hidden, the secret mysteries of the kingdom having to do with your feast, Father. I thank you. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that there are going to be those who are listening who have a deeper thirst. To know more. This is just to get them to pique their interest, to pique their curiosity, to pick up the scriptures for themselves and search them out, Father. Do not let one biased way of understanding the last days stop them from learning more. I pray that they will go on to a deeper revelation of understanding the times that we're living in. Let the spirit of wisdom. Spirit of understanding, spirit of revelation, spirit of prophecy, spirit of discernment. Let the gift, the fruit of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit fall upon your people, for they will be equipped for this day and this hour. And those who do not know you, Father, let this be a time of reflection, of turning to you in this time that we are pressing in into the climax of the age where we're getting closer to the end. And you are coming soon. You will have your reign and it will be forever and forever. And forever we will be in tabernacle with you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the VOR radio show. You We've been talking about the Feast of Tabernacles, how it relates to the past, the present, and the future. We're coming back again with part two as we go deeper into understanding the Feast of Tabernacles and how it connects to joy. We're going to get the joy of the Lord in this time, and we're going to need joy. It's what's going to sustain us. It's a secret weapon that helps us get through the hard times. This is Isaac with the VOR radio show. To find out more, go to VOR.net. There are many programs there that will help your walk. We are preparing for the last days. We're preparing revivalists and reformers for the end times. And that's what the VOR network is all about. Find out more about us, some of the projects that are coming up having to do with evangelism, with the, the Great Harvest, having to do with raising up schools of media, messengers, and so much more. You can find out there at the thevor.net also get connected to all our programs that have been talking about the fall feast until next time. This is Isaac with the VOR radio show saying, thank you for being with us. Thank you for joining us. We're coming back with more on the understanding of the end times and the fall feast of the Lord. Bye-bye. This concludes the voice of revival broadcast for today. Tune in again next time and hear more biblical truths for today's generation.